Well, Razorback fans, I once again come to you talking about officiating and Arkansas being on the wrong side of it, this time in the Maui Invitational. We're going to talk a lot about that, as well as get into the positive light of this team and why they proved to the world last night that they are indeed a Final Four caliber team, and a happy Thanksgiving to you all. It's all coming up on today's Locked on Razorbacks podcast. You are Locked on Razorbacks, your daily podcast on the Arkansas Razorbacks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And welcome into the Locked On Razorbacks podcast. I am your host, John Neighbors. I am also the host of Out of Bounds. You can catch every weekday afternoon from 1 to 4 on 1037thebuzz and 1037thebuzz.com. Today's episode is brought to you by LinkedIn Jobs, where they help you find the qualified candidates that you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash college. That's linkedin.com slash college to post your job for free terms and conditions do apply. I hope everybody's having a wonderful Wednesday. I know it wasn't a very pleasant Tuesday night, at least a a lot of reasons why, but there were some positives that I'm sure we'll get into as well. But folks, I gotta, I gotta bring this up because I thought about maybe just trying to start the podcast off looking at the more positive side of things from last night's loss against Creighton. I tried to maybe think about, well, let's let's start with you know why there's good things and then let's get into some of the negative things too. But I couldn't do it because I know everybody was talking about it. It was on everybody's mind and it was obviously on everybody's radar when it came to social media and the way that people were reacting to uh, what transpired last night. And that was, first off, an incredible college basketball game. And we'll start with that. Arkansas did lose 90 to 87. But it was an incredible, high-level, high-caliber college basketball game that a lot of people were watching and a lot of people were just as impressed as you could possibly be by. It was just what a performance by both teams. Had a lot of uh, great plays, had a lot of bad plays, back and forth. But in the end, Arkansas came up short. But the, the thing is, is that last night, what was the shame of it all is that in such a great college basketball game, you had a group of officials there in Maui that for a period of time in the second half especially, decided to take over the game for whatever reason. I don't know why. Maybe they don't like Musselman. Maybe they don't like Arkansas. Maybe they like Creighton because, you know, they're good old-fashioned, fun basketball like it used to be in the good old days. I don't know. I don't know how to explain it. But what I saw there in the second half, and again, that, that particular period of time, about the uh, midway point from, I wouldn't say midway point, but about the uh, 15 minute or so mark to about the seven minute mark. So about seven or eight minutes right there was some of the most ridiculous, over the top, overzealous, just awful type of officiating in a college basketball game that you would ever want to see when it goes to one team. Now, let me be clear in saying this, because I know a lot of people are going to probably be in the comments section freaking out on me. I am not in any way, shape, and form saying that the referees were screwing Arkansas the entire game. They never gave them any calls. I'm not saying that. I am just talking about this particular stretch in this basketball game against two top 10 teams where the officiating absolutely and totally dropped the ball because they just started calling Arkansas foul after foul after foul after foul, so much so that Arkansas, or excuse me, Creighton was in the bonus with 14 minutes and 40 seconds left to go in the game. They were shooting one and ones with almost 15 minutes left to go in this game. So you're talking about 
seven fouls being committed up until that point. And then you thought that was bad. The wheels really start to fall, uh, fall off here, too. And I think it's a, a really great thing, which I know Curtis Wilkerson of Hawksports.com tweeted out some of these stats. And just as this, this is a way, I'm just going to read it what he said because he puts it into all the context in case you didn't miss it or in case maybe you didn't see uh, how particular things went down. But uh, there's a few things here that you need to know. So here we go. Well, let me do this first. We'll say that because uh, this is also part of it, too. 29 free throw attempts for Creighton, 17 for Arkansas. Now, you probably think that that's not too bad of a disparity, but the difference is, is that they, for Creighton, shot in the second half 28 free throws. Arkansas shot 11. So he's talking about 17 free throws being a difference just in the second half alone, where for, uh, Creighton had one free throw in the first half, 28 in the second half. So the 29 to 17 free throw disparity doesn't jump off the page, but the Jays shooting 28 of them in the second half. Hogs had 11. Creighton attempted 13 free throws over a seven-minute stretch through the second half, nearly two per minute. Arkansas shot three during that same stretch. The Hogs were whistled for 10 fouls in the first eight minutes of the second half, as we just mentioned. They had eight personal fouls, one intentional foul, and one technical foul, which I still don't know. We should have gotten an explanation on that technical foul. And shame on the media there in Maui that didn't ask Eric Musselman what happened. What was the explanation on that technical? That is egregious. I'm not trying to act like I'm some astute media member, but I at least would have had the balls to ask him that to get some sort of explanation. But we don't know. There was a technical from the bench. One of the assistant coaches don't know. But interesting enough, Creighton only had three more attempts at the rim, 28 to 18. So you're talking about going to the rim, at the rim, only three more attempts, but both teams seem to be attacking the rim at the same rate. That wouldn't suggest that there was that wide of a gap when it came to free throw shooting. As a team, Creighton averaged 15.3 free throw attempts per game last season and 14.4 so far this year. Jays has shot essentially twice as many free throws in the second half alone than what they've done per game so far this year. Now, that doesn't take anything away from Creighton. They're a really great team. They're a team that is going to be a, a force to be reckoned with, maybe even be a Sweet 16 team, like second weekend team. They got some dudes, and they can play. But the thing is, is that when it comes to a game like this, between two top 10 teams, two Final Four caliber teams, at least in some people's minds, you don't want to see the officiating ever get involved and take away from this great game. And that's what happened. The officials decided to jump in into the second half, call a few phantom fouls. The one on Trevin Brazil may have been one of the most stupidest things I've ever seen. Then they had to review it a mess. The phantom technical that I still don't know what happened. And from the reaction of the bench and from the reaction of the Razorback players and coaches and everything, it didn't look like it was justified because it didn't look like anyone said anything. Uh, you know, just, just throwing all of that into the mix. And Arkansas, again, during that stretch, like not having near the free throws that and attempts that Creighton was having because Arkansas shot nine of 11 from the free throw line. Creighton did 20 of 28 in the second half. So you bring this up and honestly, there's a lot of key pieces to this. And the, the points on free throws is obviously a very big deal because in this game, and especially in the second half, you're talking about 20 points in the second half alone. Creighton scored 50 points. 20 of those points came from the free throw line, okay? 
So you're talking about a, a pretty massive boost there in the second half where Arkansas played an incredible offensive second half as well. But this changes everything. When you got guys that are getting, when you're that much into the bonus that early in the game, when you got guys that are getting three, four fouls that early in the second half, that changes the entire way of how you're able to defend. You know, it doesn't just come down to the free throws attempted. That's a big deal. But that changes the entire way of how you're able to defend, how you're able to be more aggressive, you know, go into the rack. You can't stop guys as easily because you're trying to play a little bit more conservative so you don't pick up another foul. It changes the entire landscape of the game. And I think that Eric Musselman and his post-game press conference summed it up perfectly of just how he was feeling. This press conference with him giving an opening statement and a player with Ricky Council and then back to him with questions lasted less than three minutes. But I think that this is a very funny, but also very straightforward uh, deal when Muss was asked to give an opening statement after the game last night. All right. We are joined by Arkansas head coach Eric Musselman and Ricky Council. We'll have coach give an opening statement, followed by questions for Ricky, Ricky and then let him go and keep coach around for a few more. Coach? Yep. Give uh, Creighton a lot of credit tonight. Um, and then our guys played really hard. You can just see it. You can see in his eyes. You can see how he, how he felt, how mad he was. Uh, I mean, and I, last night, too, I have to give a lot of kudos to, of course, Hunter Yerchek, hashtag my AD, who goes out there and tweets out just – doesn't tweet out any uh, caption or anything, just a, a gif of three blind mice sitting there during the game talking about officiating and all of that. And then on top of that, too, you had a few of the players that ended up tweeting, which – I don't think that they're up anymore, but Anthony Black and uh, uh, Trevin Brazil quote tweeting Hunter Yurichek and saying five versus eight, five versus eight. There was no doubt that the officiating impacted this game in such a negative way. And it's again, it's a shame because this was a great college basketball game between two really great college basketball teams. But I just I am I get so annoyed by the way that officiating happens in college basketball. It's not going to be perfect anywhere. I get that. It's never going to be perfect anywhere, but I'm sorry. You're talking about one of, if not the best regular season tournament that will happen in college basketball year after year. You're talking about a top 10 matchup between two teams that are extremely talented and extremely gifted on national TV that everybody's going to be tuning in to watch this game, any lover of college basketball. And the last thing you need to have happen is a bunch of officials decide to make it about them. That type of game needs to have the best officiating crew you can even put out there. And that one nit. That was awful. That was egregious. That was trash. And I hope I never see those officials anywhere close to another Razorback basketball game as long as I live. They wanted to make it about themselves. They got their panties in a wad because, I don't know, maybe Musk was being too mean to them or riding them too much. But they just decided to take over the game and completely change the outcome. And it just hurt Arkansas tremendously. I'm giving credit to Creighton. I'm, you know, it's not their fault. You know, it's not like they did anything wrong. Uh, it, it's on. It's the officials are the ones that gave them those opportunities. But I'm sorry, I cannot live with 28 free throw attempts to 11 free throw attempts in one half a play alone, when both teams are going to the rim just as much, and also Creighton being a team that averages 14 free throw attempts per game. I ain't buying it. I'm not buying that, and it's a shame. It's absolutely a shame. Shame on those officials. I just get sick and tired how it happens to Arkansas every single time. And I, it's Thanksgiving, Dad Gummon, and I should be in a good mood. I should be feeling good, but I'm not. I'm pissed, 
but you got to move on. Arkansas has got another game coming up against San Diego State, another really good ranked team here today in Maui. But we'll talk more about some of the positive things from the Razorback basketball team from their game last night here in just a segment. First, folks, these days, every new potential hire can feel like a stakes wager for your small business, right? You want to be 100% certain that you have access to the best qualified candidates available. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the right people for your team faster and for free. So what you do is you just go on there. You add your job in the purple hashtag hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile to spread the word that you're hiring. Simple tools like screening questions make it easy to focus on candidates with just the right skills and experience this so you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and who you'd like to hire. So LinkedIn Jobs wants to help you find those qualified candidates. They want to help you out by making sure that you have the most qualified people working for you. So what you do is you post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on college. That's linkedin.com slash locked on college to post your job for free terms and conditions to apply. You are locked on Razorbacks, your daily podcast on the Arkansas Razorbacks, part of the locked on podcast network, your team every day. All right. So continuing on with the locked on Razorbacks podcast, I know we talked about the the negatives from last night and the absolute egregious officiating and disgusting display of uh, of refereeing that I've seen a college basketball game. Moving on from that, wow, the game itself was great. And the performance by some of these Razorbacks, they need so much credit. Considering what they had to overcome, the obstacles where it was five against eight for a major part of the second half, the fact that they were going up against a seasoned, veteran, talented team that had been playing with each other for a while, for them to go in there, Again, without their best player in Nick Smith and be able to be in position to win this game is nothing short of incredible. And you got to give it up to Anthony freaking Black. This dude, 26 total points, 10 of 18 from the field, one of three from three-point land, hit five of seven from free throws, had six rebounds, had six assists, had two steals. That dude is that dude. He played 38 minutes and he was killing it absolutely killing it he he's just back-to-back games I, I mean it's incredible to see some of the numbers that he's putting up in fact I saw that uh there's a stat someone put out that he's the only division one freshman in the last 25 years to have 25 points five plus rebounds and five plus assists in a matchup of a AP top 10 teams now that gets pretty specific but you think about how many great freshmen have played on top 10 teams in top 10 matchups and have never had a stat line like that. That's pretty impressive. Anthony Black had a tremendous game. Ricky Council did as well. Ricky Council played every second of this game. He played for 40 minutes in this game. 24 points from him. Goes 9 of 19 from the field. Uh, does have three rebounds, throws in three assists, only one turnover, and also threw in two steals. So Anthony Black and Ricky Council were absolutely bringing it. Trevin Brazil had a really good game too. Got into foul trouble, which again, a lot of the foul, a few of the fouls that they called on him, I think were absolutely trash. But he had over 30 minutes of play, came off the bench, 17 points, six rebounds, two assists, a steal, and three block shots. Just stellar performances. Can't say enough about him. And I mean, that was that was really what kept Arkansas in this game. Devo Davis did okay. He had nine points in this game too, with three rebounds, three and nine shooting. Devo, I love Devo, but sometimes Devo. Gets a little out of control there on his shots. I wish he would stop doing that, but that it is what it is. Jordan Walsh came in, only had five points, but he also was dealing with some foul trouble. 
Uh, had three rebounds out of him with two assists. Arkansas only turned the ball over nine times in this game. Uh, Creighton turned over 17. Arkansas had nine turnovers, 15 assists in this one. Eight steals for the Razorbacks. Five blocked shots. Like Creighton, I don't think that, I think they've had, I think I read a stat that they had been blocked like two or three times on the season so far, and Arkansas had five blocked shots in this single game. Really shows their length. Arkansas did a great job from the free throw line, 13 to 17. 8 to 20 from three-point land, which was great. Uh, I mean, they shot 47% from the field, 40% from three, and 76% from free throw line. But Creighton was 58%, 50%, and 72% respectively. So it, it was just a, it was a huge game out of them. But it all comes down to this, folks. And Jay Billis, who was on the call last night, you know, say what you want about Jay Billis, but Jay Billis gave a lot of love to Arkansas. He kept talking about it, even though they were, even though they lost, even though they were losing at times. Like he was like, I am. He kept saying, I cannot believe this. I am so impressed by this Arkansas team. He kept saying it over and over and over again. And I saw on social media from college basketball people, one of them being Jeff Goodman, which if you don't know who Jeff Goodman is, he's kind of had a reputation for a long time of kind of being a hater of Arkansas. You know, I think he just like last week, he ranked them like number 17 or something in the country. So he kind of had that hater mentality. But even last night, he went on the Field of 68 podcast. And they were asking him what he thought about Arkansas. He's like, that's a final four caliber team. Him and Rob Doster both. Like they were just like, those are that's a final four caliber team. He's like, they are scary good. And they, the fact that they're doing it without Nick Smith makes them even scarier. So yes, you lost. Yes, it's unfortunate. Yes, you wish you could have won. We all do. I wish I could have done this podcast talking about wow, oh wow, look at us go. But folks, looking at the positives, looking at the silver linings, I know it's early. And I know I got to always really rein in my expectations, but I don't think I am too out of line to say that this might be the most talented Razorback basketball team since the national championship team. And, you know, we'll see how it plays out for them this season. But when it comes to talent alone, I think that it's the best one since then. And who knows, maybe they even can surpass them depending on what they do this year. This is without a doubt the most athletic Razorback basketball team I have ever seen. You have all the potential in the world. Everything is going to fall into place at the right time for this team. If they can keep getting better, keep developing, because they are a problem. If this, this right here, what we're seeing, is this the worst that we're going to see this Razorback basketball team be this year, where they're only going to get better and they're only going to add in Nick Smith to get even more better, then I just can't wait to see what this team does in March. Just, uh, you know, start... Start looking at Houston. You know, start thinking about it. Maybe check out some Airbnbs. Because this team absolutely is good enough to be there. BetOnline.net is your number one source for sports betting info, odds, and analysis. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there. From football to basketball to soccer to esports, we've got it all at BetOnline.net. So if you love sports podcasts, you can find those on BetOnline as well. And they're always the fastest and easiest way to get on your betting fix. So head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more over at BetOnline, where the game starts. You are Locked On Razorbacks, your daily podcast on the Arkansas Razorbacks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Okay, so uh, final segment here on the Locked On Razorbacks podcast. I know it's going to be Thanksgiving for a lot of you, and uh, this will end up uh, probably being the last podcast. Oh, I won't say the last podcast, but just uh, taking you know Thanksgiving off because uh, trying to celebrate, you know, with the fam and everything. But uh, I just wanted to say happy Thanksgiving to all of you. 
And, uh, you know, everyone talks about what they're thankful for at this time. Maybe you go around the dinner table with your uh, friends, family, loved ones and everything. And people say, yeah, what are they thankful for this year and all of that? And, you know, some people may find it cliche, but I actually find it very uh, rewarding. And I think it's very, uh, very good for all of us to talk about things that we're thankful for and kind of recognize some of the blessings that we have. And I will say this, I mean, there's a lot of things that I am thankful for, but as cliche and as corny as it sounds, I am extremely thankful for all of you, like that all of you that listen in and watch the Locked On Razorbacks podcast every single day. I enjoy this. I love doing it. I love being able to just sit here and talk about the Razorbacks and talk about some of the highs of highs and lows of lows and break it down and give my reaction. I think it's it's something that I'm very fortunate to be able to do each and every week and each and every day. Because if there is one thing that I have always been extremely thankful for in my life is that, uh, that you know God gave me an ability to be able to do something like this that I love and that I can be able to not only do it every day, but to also even make a living on it. And not everybody can say that. Not everybody can say that they do something for a living that they truly love and are able to do it in a manner that they can live and, and survive and be able to, to make a, a good livelihood. So every single day, I'm thankful. I am thankful to be here. I am thankful for the Locked On Podcast Network to have taking a chance on me as well as me taking a chance on them. Because when this podcast first opened up just, what was it, three or four years ago, there was a lot of uncertainty. I mean, I got a call from David Locke, who's, for those of you who don't know, uh, from Locked On Podcast Network, That's he's the one that started this. And he's actually the play-by-play guy for the Utah Jazz. And I remember it was so weird. It was like this guy from Utah is calling me up and uh, wanting to talk to me about doing a podcast. And it was all because I did the SEC Country Podcast for Arkansas many years ago. And he's like, Hey, do you want to try this? And I was like, yeah, sure. I'll do it. And in the very beginning, it was pretty, pretty like uncertain, you know, as far as will this work out? So, you know, is there ways to make money on it? Is it worth doing all of that? But I can't tell you how thankful I am that I'm still doing it and that it did work out and has worked out. And it has just been incredible how far the podcast has come, how enjoyable it is and how many subscribers we have. I mean, the the YouTube channel alone has over 4,000 subscribers, and that's just in a roughly a, a less than a year period of doing it on YouTube. Uh, the, the the audio downloads uh, can and are incredible and, and consistent. And I think one of the you know the favorite things that I have too of the podcast is, of course, not only the ways of interacting and everything, but when year after year I have been able to to see that this podcast has been the number one Arkansas Razorback podcast in the world, like by far. And that's saying something because that's a lot of competition out there. But when it comes to uh, consistency and downloads and, and freshness and, and everything, this one's number one. So thank you, each and every one of you, for listening, for watching, for subscribing, for liking, all the things that you do. I appreciate it so much, and I'm thankful for all of you because you – are able to provide me some uh, a place to rant, a place to discuss all of my feelings that I have on pretty much everything going on with the Razorbacks, but also you know realizing that I'm a fan too. You know I don't I'm not run from that. I'm not trying to sit here and say oh, I'm an unbiased guy. I like to think that I'm realistic as a fan, but I am a fan. I'm not going to shake, and I'm not going to try to change who I am and who I grew up as. Like that was not how I was raised. I was raised to be a Razorback fan by my dad, and because of that fact. 
I'm never going to stop being a Razorback fan. I'm never going to stop continuing to talk about the Razorbacks and have fun with the Razorbacks and be the most excited person on this earth when they lose and the most devastated person on, or when they win, and the most devastating person on the earth uh, when they lose. I'm going to keep being me. And I think that there is a sense of pride in that. And there's also a sense of uh, fun and enjoyment and appreciation. So again, I just wanted to say thank you to all of you who are a part of this podcast, who follow me on social media, who have fun with me, even all of you people that rip me, which I know there's always you in the comments and everybody there on the on the uh, on the social media replies and everything. But I, I embrace it and I enjoy it. And it's what makes it so much fun. So once again, thank you and have a happy Thanksgiving to each and every one of you. Enjoy your time with your loved ones, your family, your friends. And I can't wait to uh, continue on doing this podcast. Number one podcast for Arkansas Razorbacks in the entire world. Appreciate everybody listening in to the Locked on Razorbacks podcast. Be sure to like and subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or on Google Play. You can also get after me on Twitter at BuzzTronNeighbors for any questions, comments, concerns that you may have. We'll keep it going from there. Same podcast time, same podcast channel tomorrow afternoon. Have a great day, everybody. We'll see you then.